I maybe I did play at least a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> We're back here on 88.3 WGTs. After further review, David the Man God Harris is on the phone lines and talk a little bit about college football and these bowl games. I mean, it's getting to the point where it's getting a little ridiculous where is there even a purpose for it? But then you have the college football playoff that everybody watches, but people don't want it to expand the playoff. So I proposed this in the group chat. Why not expand the playoff and just get rid of the bowl games? David, thoughts? Well, I think anytime we're talking about bowl games, we're obviously talking about money and all these corporate sponsorships. And we know the NCAA loves money more than common sense. And so while it makes sense for a lot of people to just kind of scrap at least some of these early bowl games, because we know that some of these teams, some years it's more ridiculous than others. But a lot of years, there are bowl games where it's like, do we really want to see another game of these two teams in particular? Do we really want to see this team play that team? I think for me, you if you want to scrap some bowls, I can understand that. But I think expanding the playoff is probably going to be the more natural route. And so I think it's going to start with going from four to six and it being similar to kind of how the NFL does it, to where the first two teams get buys, and then you have three, six, four, five play, and then kind of from there, and then I'll eventually expand to eight. But I think the, the end goal should be to where how FCS or Division One AA does it, to where they have a playoff system, where it's in 18, you got quarterfinals, semifinals, like, if you already have a model in place within the NCAA, like Division One AA or FCS, like Division Two does, like Division Three does, why does Division One always have to be different? Why do they have to create this new mold when it's already working for you? I say you make it eight, or if you want to, at the most sixteen, starting mid December with the playoff system, like they do, or or in FCS or Division Two or Division Three, and then just have the games play as normal. And so you can make those quote unquote playoff bowl, playoff games into like mini bowl games, I guess, or sponsored by so and so or sponsored by this or that or the other. But you already have a playoff system in place. So why try to reinvent the wheel and why try to even increase the revenue and generate more money with a system that, like, it just, for me it just doesn't make sense to make this like a 16 to 32 team playoff, which I've heard one or two rumors here or there like that's been 
it's been thrown out there and everyone's just laughed it off the table. So yeah, 8 or 16 is perfect. Preferably 8. Hmm. I, I personally think this. I, I, I think it should go to 16. I mean, FCS does it. Um, the other lower divisions do it. Um, and I just think get rid of the playoff. I think 16 teams, the best 16 that get in, and the first few rounds are home sites. So you can get some really good matchups. Um, you know, if you, if you have, if you had, don't, I mean, because it's getting to the point where I believe the bowl games are getting pointless. I mean, let, let's be honest. They're, they're pointless. Nobody's watching it. All it is is filling up content on ESPN to fill black. And then on the top of that, you're supposed to get six wins to get in. So you're a 6-16, six and 16, which is 500 at best. And depending on what conference you're in, you probably aren't really a 500 team. But then you have some conferences that don't have enough teams to, to actually you know, be eligible for the bowl. So then they're starting to get teams that are like 5-7. and seven, And it's just like, well, wait a minute. You know, what's the point of having these bowl games? Like I said, nobody remembers who won the 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 dot com bust bowl or whatever bowl games that you have. Do I do understand it? Maybe it's for recruiting purposes, but like I said, once the season's over, that's it. I also think too that you know, with sixteen teams in there, you can get a you know, a group of five power conferences. I think it also, you know, if you get an you get an automatic bid if you Win your conference ter- uh, um, conference title game, which I also don't think those have a lot of a lot of luster to them because we've seen in years past where Alabama didn't win the, the conference tournament but still got in the playoff. It's like, well, wait a minute. So you know, what's the point of playing this extra week of conference games? Even though you talk about, well, we're here for the student athletes, that's why we don't have a, a playoff so they can study and this and that. And it's just like, well, wait a minute. You go an extra week for title games to have these conference title games and some of them don't even matter. I mean, you could win, you could be a conference title list win. you might get in a new year's six bowl, or you might just get in another, you know, traditional lower level bowl, you know, the citrus bowl or something, who knows? But that's what I'm I'm thinking. I think it's still the regular season is still important. You got to be the top 16 teams to get in, have a good resume. I think if you win, your Power Five conference championship, you're in. Um, it could or it could expand to where everyone that wins their conference championship gets in, and that's it. And I don't know how many conference championships there are. I mean, um, I think almost every Power Five has one, right? Because the Big Twelve did bring that back. Um, but yeah. that really puts a lot of bit on the on the regular season. If you think about it, you got to get to the conference championship. Um, game if you want to get the automatic bid. I mean, yeah, I mean there's also ideas thrown out there. No, and I think that makes sense. I think if we were to do a 16-team hypothetical, it would be similar to the NCAA basketball tournament to where all the conference champions automatic bid. And then from there, like, I think the only thing from there is how do you seed? Like, how do you, you just seed the automatic champions, like, from best to worst record, you go from like AP coaches rating because we know, like outside of when the conference USA is ranked, like this year Cincinnati, Memphis, Memphis ended up being the best group of six rated teams. 
But, like, how do you rate them compared to an Oregon that beats Utah? Or how do you compare both of those to LSU, who's consistently the best team in the country, versus, you know, Appalachian State or Miami of Ohio, who won the MAC? Like, so it will get tricky there in terms of how to rate the automatic seating, and then that gets into, I don't know if politics is the right word, but it can get tricky there. But yeah, I think from there, it's automatic teams, and then you take the what, four or five best remaining teams, or do you just do it one to 16, receive them? There'll be a lot of flat trickeration, and then you would get into the fact of, okay, so if you're a power five, um, yeah, power five conference champion, do you automatically get a bye to the round of eight? But if you're a lower group of five, you have to host one of these regional site games again. I don't know, for this year, like Utah, who didn't beat Oregon. Like, so, like, some of that stuff. But it makes sense, though. No, yeah, it, it, it totally makes sense. But like I said, it's just, I, I don't, I, I can't name all the bowl games. And, and, and also, it gives you intriguing matchups. Um, I still think toward the end, you can have, if you get to the final four, you can still do it where when you get to the final four, you keep the, the, the playing at the Sugar Bowl or playing at the Orange Bowl or however the line, you know, matchups that they had. And then obviously the national championship is wherever. Um, but to me, some people are saying, well, you still got to have the New Year's Six in the road. But to me, I, I just think that this whole setup, you've already let the cat out the bag with the playoff. And I don't think the New Year's Six really has a, 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 a luster to it. Like, remember back in the day, the Rose Bowl was something to be proud of to get to. But now, you get to the Rose Bowl, it's like, eh, okay, we didn't get to the playoff, but the Rose Bowl is nice. But back in the day, it was like, whoa, we got to the Rose Bowl. Even in the BCS era, it was still the New Year's Six Bowls were still, there was something to talk about because you still, the results of those games kind of affected who who could be the national champion. But, like, who won the Rose Bowl last year? Well, it was Penn State versus somebody. No, Ohio State won. Ohio State won. See? Oh, Urban Meyer's last game at Ohio State was one in the Rose Bowl. You don't remember that. I mean, obviously, I, I I do. And then two years ago, I think with McSorley in that great game in the Rose Bowl, uh, he okay. was yeah, was yeah exactly. But, but, but think about it. Back in the day, you would have known, yeah, Ohio State won the Rose Bowl last year and two years ago Penn State won it. That's what I'm saying. The, the, the college football playoff it's pretty much nullified a lot of these bowl games. And as I said before, the snake's out the can, the cat's out the bag. You, you might as well just ex- go to the point where great for tradition, that's nice, but we need to move on here and probably just go to a playoff where, you know, it, it, for one, conference championships, automatic bid, you're in. Um, maybe have a couple at-large spots, but other than that, if you don't get, you know, and it's in sometimes some years like the Rockets or let's say they're in a bigger conference like Alabama's supposed to be picked to get to the, you know, the conference championship in the SEC and they miss out on it. Well, guess what? You're not in the playoff or you better hope that you got enough of a resume 
to maybe get the few at large bid spots, if if any at all. Now it makes it a lot tougher. Hmm. Yeah, I can I can see that logic, and that again that makes more sense. But for the NCAA, well, just yeah. thinking, hey, this, we just want the biggest names possible. Right. We don't care about records. Oh yeah, I mean they they know they know like from pro sports with with a lot of times with the playoffs like the you know the NBA finals. You know who really wanted to watch Toronto and Golden State? Not too many people. I mean, you know, the ratings did kind of fall off from the epic. You know, basically four times that the Golden State and the Cavs played each other. But we all know that it's a money grab, and that's why I think they don't want to expand the playoff because one, it it, it causes drama, which gets eyeballs. I mean, the diehard college football fans they know are going to watch no matter what 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 the matchup is, but to get the money and really to cash in, you need the casual fan. And let's face it, some of those, even Texas, they have that tradition, even though they're not really a powerhouse anymore. But if you can keep Texas around somehow, some way, and, you know, you know, drum up a storyline, there's more eyeballs on the TVs. But like I said, to me, I think, you know, there's a little more skin in the game. I think it'd be great all around for college football. It'd be great all around for betters if they just had a playoff. After the conference championship games, a week later, you're back to the grind. And then, like I said, teams that are, you know, you pretty much get rid of most of the field, they have plenty of time to study. You know, the only teams that are that are affected are the teams that are moving on in the playoff. And like I said, if they can do it in the FCS level and the lower levels, I'm pretty sure Division One FBS can do it. Yeah, but you know, at those lower levels, those aren't real, you know, money making generators for the NCAA. No, it's all not. about the. <laughs> it, it, yeah, well, I mean, what it is is that what teams are afraid of is that programs will get exposed. Well, let's let's just be honest. Teams that have, that are just riding on tradition. You know, possibly the Texases, and we talked about it earlier in our last segment with the saturation of social media and everything. Now, Miami and Florida states are getting hurt because now they're not keeping the Florida kids in there. Well, let's start saying they get into the playoff, and they're not winning any playoff games. Well, that even hurts their tradition even more. And I just think that you know some of those teams that have that cachet don't want that to happen and don't want that exposure to happen to them. They're just calling on Notre Dame in the segment. Oh, yeah, that them too. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, Dave. Thanks for reminding me. I totally forgot about them. Yeah, them too. The cachet will basically wear off. Same thing with Texas. I mean, it, with, with the playoff, let's let's face it, you know, um, the new kids will be in town. Now, I, I do think, like college basketball, there's just going to be some teams that are just blue bloods to be blue bloods, you know, especially depending on the coach. I mean, let's face it, kids kind of go to the school because of the coach. So you will probably have some Dukes or Kentuckys of the college football world, like Ohio State. I don't ever think Ohio State will ever really lose their luster a little bit. But a team like Clemson, you know, yeah, you play in the eight, what we like to call it here on the show, the ASS, because the conference is so bad. But, you know, you miss out on a couple of recruiting classes and Clemson kind of falls off. They could, you know, basically almost um, fall off on a new team. Yeah, exactly. Where they were a decade ago or Dabble Sweeney decides to go somewhere else. Well, obviously a new team is going to come in and take their spots. 
But like I, I like I said, I don't really think or the, the Ohio State to really fall off. Maybe Alabama, depending, you know, if Saban leaves. Because look at USC, they were dominant at the beginning of this century. And now we're going into 2020, a new decade. Where's USC at? They they People are upset they ended up keeping Helton as their head coach. But when Pete Carroll was there, they were that team. Yeah, scandals abound. But, yeah, and that's just the way that the college football rolls. So, yeah, at the beginning of the decade, it was Miami, Florida right. State, mm-hmm. USC, kind of those traditional. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame was kind of sprinkled in there. Alabama was nowhere to be heard of. I mean, um, I mean, Texas was in the glory days for a little bit with Mac Brown. Mm-hmm. And then now, two decades later, Texas is, well, Texas, they're just, they're in the ratings. USC's kind of covers here or there, but they still don't have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Miami, like we talked about, Florida State, like we talked about. <laughs> and then teams like Virginia Tech, who had, granted, they had Michael Vick in the early 2000s. Right. But, yeah. Like I said, we'll see, though. And so now I just wanted to get that off my chest. A great segment, David. Now, uh, coming up, you had contenders and pretenders in the NFL. This would be sure. a good one. We, we can do NBA. I, David, how you, how are you going to figure out NBA? We're in the we're not even in January yet. Well, there there are a lot of teams that are looking, you know, a little hot right now, but they just cool off come January, February. So. Okay, so you don't you don't want to do NFL? You want to do NBA? Now we all know that the Cowboys shouldn't be in the playoffs. Okay, well we'll talk a little NBA because, I, like I said, I, I I don't really know how you can already pick cont- pretenders and contenders, and it's only the second week in December. I mean, the Knicks already eliminated themselves, so. That's one easy. This will be interesting. Always, if you want to listen to interesting segments here on 88.3 WTs, after further review, make sure you go to SoundCloud and iTunes. We've also got that little live feed going to the Share Door uh, page. If you make sure you watch that, also AFR Sports Show at gmail.com. If you want to hit us up on the email and you want us to hear us talk about certain subjects or call in one time, 419 530 4455 is the line to hit up if we are in the studio. Coming up next, David the Man and God Harris says, contenders or pretenders from the NBA after the second week of December. This will be interesting. That and more. 88.3 WCTs after further review. We'll be back after this.